This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning. Time right now, 819. You're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today, May 11th. And with us this morning on air, Ashley Trout, a critical care nurse, and Brandy Smith, assistant nurse manager at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital here in town. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I guess, Ashley, starting off with you, what does a critical care nurse do? So we are responsible for taking care of the most sick patients in Rutherford County. So we have the privilege of taking care of those who require um, a ventilator or any advanced therapies that um, needs a step level up for their care. And uh, Brandy Smith, over to you, uh, assistant nurse manager here in town. So what all do you oversee there? I oversee the critical care unit here at the St. Thomas Rutherford. We have 32 beds. And we also oversee a couple other departments, like our rapid response, which uh, responds to all the critical patients on the med surge floors. And then we have a uh, telemetry. So we oversee a lot. Again, with us, Ashley Trout and Brandy Smith with St. Thomas Rutherford. So looking back to, uh, I guess, some of the more extreme cases that you have seen at the local hospital there, what are some of the things that you have seen and I guess kind of give us an idea of what happens when somebody comes to the hospital, maybe just after a car wreck or an accident that happened at home, things like that. Okay, so what happens is they'll come in through the emergency room, and then the physicians and nurses down there will take care of them and stabilize them. And once they are stabilized, depending on what kind of therapy or medications that they need, they will be sent to the proper unit. So here at St. Thomas Rutherford, we have med surge, which is um, just the regular floor, and then we have um, a step-down unit called progressive care, which is where you may need a little more attention. Um, you may require um, a different breathing apparatus, like a BiPAP mask that goes on or um, a certain type of medication to help with your heart rate or your blood pressure. And then if you require more advanced therapies, if you require being on a ventilator, multiple drips, um, certain medications that help keep your vital signs in line, you will come visit us in the uh, critical care unit. It's all determined as you come in and throughout your course of stay. Ashley, I'm curious, you know, I, I know with HIPAA and all of that, you obviously can't name any patient names, of course, and we wouldn't want you to anyway, but what are some of the different cases that you have seen there that have really opened your eyes? You know, things where a patient came in and, you know, most people thought there's no way they're going to make it, but yet you saw them fight to improve, and then next thing you know, they're walking out of the hospital. So we have seen, uh, of course, I know on a lot of people's mind is COVID. Um, we have seen patients come through who have been really sick with us, um, and a few of them have been able to go to um, a select specialty um, and are able to kind of come out on the other end of the long haul of covid um, we have also seen people have massive heart attacks and come in um, where their heart has stopped. And we have seen them come to us after the cath lab um, and have been recovered that way and been able to go home uh, to see their families. Um, we have seen people who have COPD or pneumonia be on the vent for a long time. 
um, and then come off of it as well. So we do see some people who are here with us for a while and are able to go home back to their families. You know, I've heard some in the medical field say, you know, nothing surprises me these days, but I am sure there's always something out there that does surprise you, and I don't know how there couldn't be in this world that we live in, but what have you seen that has just really, you know, taken you back a little bit? Um, I agree. I've been a nurse for about seven years now, and most of it's critical care, um, so it is hard to kind of uh, take me aback with anything, um, but... I would have to say, like, not even the patients. It's always, like, the love and care that, the, that, like, we have towards our patients and the things I see with my fellow staff members as well as seeing the patient's family members and how much they love their families and want to be there for them and support them through it all. That really makes the difference and always stands out to me. How hard has it been for family members who want to come in and see a loved one who's there in the hospital but how hard has it been for them to come see them during the whole COVID pandemic? And I know that's a lot of that's changed now, but how, how has that been handled? So right now um, our COVID patients um, are not allowed visitors while they are on isolation. Um, there's only certain circumstances in which they can have them. Um, one of which is just if they are just not doing well or if big decisions need to be made. Otherwise, if you have another visitor in the hospital or another patient, family member in the hospital, um, they are able to have up to two people a day, one at a time, um, to come visit them. So that has been a good change for patients, and you can see um, uplifted spirits for sure when they have their family be able to come in. You know that movie, Patch Adams, and I don't know if you've seen that before with Robin Williams. Have you seen that before? I have seen it. Well, there's something, you know, the big thing about that movie is Robin Williams, who plays Patch Adams, I guess, he goes in and one of his big things is to cheer up the patients. And that was his number one priority, of course, treating them as well. But his number one priority was making sure they're smiling and able to smile. I'm curious how laughter and good humor and all of that plays a role in the recovery of a patient. And does it really make a difference? I think it makes a huge difference. Um, if you're able to take a really difficult situation or a very stressful family situation and turn it into something better or at least um, get them to smile even once during your shift, I think it really does make a big difference. Um, for instance, I had a patient who came in with a big heart attack, didn't think he was going to make it. Um, he ended up making it, and he always he sent me a message exactly a year later had found me and he said, um, I just wanted you to know that your smile and your laughter and how you took care of me and my family is what got us through that time. And so I really think it really does make a huge difference in your demeanor and how well they do as a patient and their outcome. And going over to Brandy Smith, the assistant nurse manager of St. Thomas. Brandy, do you sometimes find yourself being more of a, a cheerleader to the other nurses and the staff members there? Yes, definitely um, a cheerleader. We are a very good team here. Our team has really stepped up. We've become a family, and we actually become our patients' family since their families can't visit. Like if we have a COVID patient who's had a birthday, um, mm -hmm. the staff has come together. We go and get them a little cupcake or balloons from the gift shop, and that way we can celebrate um, birthdays. Or if we have a family member who's come a long way 
from a different county and didn't bring clothes or didn't bring any money or, you know, trying to help them with meals or we've even had nurses go out and buy clothes. So Mm -hmm. we are definitely a cheerleader for our families, our patients, and the staff. You know, it's got to be an interesting job to work in the medical field, especially in an emergency room, because that environment, it changes every day because of the different patients who come in. So you're never seeing the exact same case day after day. You're always hearing different stories. And the stories that you hear, I'm sure some are quite heartbreaking, while others are, are probably you know, pretty exciting and, and maybe turn your life around even by hearing the patient's stories. Yeah, and that's what we've actually, what I've enjoyed the most is, because I'm kind of in the background, is you getting to know the patients and then you find out what a big impact they may have had on the community or what they have done in life. And it's just amazing the patients that we have and take care of. You just never know until you really get to know them. And Brandy, how long have you been in the nursing field? 25 years. Oh, wow. Always here in Murfreesboro, or have you been elsewhere as well? Um, I lived in Ohio for a year, and then I've been here in Rutherford County. I've been at the hospital since 2008. So you've seen definitely a lot of faces come in, a lot of faces leave the hospital, Um, and especially if you, I guess, add into that Ohio as well, you've met people from all different backgrounds. Correct. Yeah, and I won't forget my first experience when I came to the critical care unit at the old hospital. Um, we had a patient that um, had had a cardiac arrest on the floor, and we had gone up, and we did CPR and brought him back. And I remember a year later being at Demas's restaurant and seeing him walk in. You just you don't forget a face when that happens, and you're, like, secretly thinking to myself, which I saved that guy's life. You know, I'm the reason that he's able to come and eat, and it's just an amazing feeling. Now, I'm curious. I, I know in the world of, let's say, for example, psychology, counseling, things like that, they those doctors typically don't go up to, you know, one of their patients or clients and talk to them because obviously it's counseling and psychology and psychiatry, all that great stuff. But in nursing and in being a doctor in the medical field who doesn't see those type of patients, you know, mental-related cases, are you allowed to walk up to a patient and say, you know, hey, how you doing today? It's been a while. Hope you're doing better. Or do they have to say something to you first? No, we can walk up. We can talk to um, our patients and families. We often pray with them. Um, we are the voice of our, fan- our patients. We are the ones that see them 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, so we are the ones who communicate their concerns. Um, the family trust us, especially if you've been with that patient for a while, you just become, you become family to them. You become the one that listens to them going through the hard time. Um, You have to, and you want to treat them how you would want to treat your family members, I think. Put yourself in that position. How would you want to be treated if you were um, that patient? And that's how I go. I, I listen to them. And a lot of times that's what they want is somebody to listen to them, to understand where they're coming through, what they're going through, and to be honest, you know, sometimes we don't know what the outcome is. It's really in God's hands, but we can tell them, you know, what is exactly going on. And to both of you, Ashley and Brandy, working so close to Music City, Nashville, I am sure you have seen celebrities come and go. 
How are celebrities handled, and, and have you ever had fans of celebrities try to get into the hospital to see maybe a, a celebrity who's sick at the time? So um, we have, not that I know I've ever had fans try to come in, but I do know that um, we really strive to treat every patient the same um, no matter where you come from. So you can be famous or you can be homeless, and we will treat you with the same respect as much as we can while you are here. Yeah, I, I I would imagine for sure. And, you know, maybe in Nashville, they probably have had more of a problem of crazed fans trying to get into a patient's room, which is insane to begin with. Um, but, yeah, being so close to Music City, I can see where something like that could definitely happen at some point. Uh, but being in nursing for so long, Brandy, you said over 20 years, I'm sure you've seen victims of crime come in, I've seen suspects of criminal cases as well, and Ashley, you too. How are those situations handled, especially when somebody comes in who's handcuffed and brought in by maybe a, a, a police officer, a state trooper? How do, how do you handle those things? Because it's got to be hard to work with a criminal who may be high or intoxicated to begin with. Like Ashley said, uh, we try not to treat anybody different. Um, sometimes you have to be a little firm and... Um, tell them why they're, you know, here and this is what our expectations are. But sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's not. Um, everybody makes mistakes and um, try not to treat anybody different because of the mistakes they made. But yeah. I feel like that we do treat them equal and take care of them. That's our, they're, they're a patient. They're having going through something. And if we can make a difference in their lives, we're going to do it. Yeah, you know, I... You hear about criminal cases of all sorts, and you hear about cases where there's been a gunfight, and, you know, both of the suspects are also, I guess, victims in a way because they're both shot, even though they shot each other. But that's got to be a little crazy at times and probably a little scary because you never know what's going to happen next, especially if somebody's high or intoxicated. Have you ever had anything really get out of hand there? Uh. Not that I can think of. You know, we've had a couple incidents where somebody may get upset and try to leave or something, but um, we do have security here. We have additional nursing resources and stuff like that um, that we can call if needed. Sometimes people who are intoxicated or taking drugs are not in the mental capacity to think clearly. So it's hard at times. Again with us this morning, Brandy Smith, Assistant Nurse Manager, and Ashley Trout, Critical Care Nurse at St. Thomas Rutherford here in town. Now, Ashley, have you worked at other hospitals before working here in Murfreesboro? Um, I have been here in Murfreesboro for about five years. Um, prior to that, I was in Memphis on a stroke unit at a hospital out there. Now, Memphis, of course, much larger area, you know, in fact, I think that area is larger than Nashville, at least the main area of Memphis. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one of those towns where I'm guessing, and it's probably around the clock here too, but you're probably busy at a hospital in Memphis 24-7. Yes, yeah, it's the, um, I worked nights just there and there was never a dull moment for sure, um, which it seems to be the same way here as well. Um, Hospitals are open uh, 24-7, and we do take care of people around the clock, even on weekends and holidays. So it is a very busy unit and place to work. So looking back over the years and maybe going towards Memphis, 
what is the craziest thing you've seen happen in nursing? I would have to say that um, I think this pandemic has been the most challenging part of my nursing career. Um, as I said earlier, uh, I've been a nurse for seven years, and my most trying shifts and times have been within the last year during this pandemic. Have nurses had to work extra hours throughout the whole pandemic? Yes. And when I say extra hours, I'm curious, you know, what am I saying, extra hours? How many extra hours have you had to work sometimes? So um, our management has been really great with offering us um, extra shifts to work um, and trying to get everybody's shifts covered so the unit is not left short. Um, it depends on the person. We are, If you're full-time, you work three 12-hour shifts a week. Um, I know at the height of the pandemic, especially back in the beginning when COVID was so new to everyone, it was not unusual for a good portion of us to be working four, five, six shifts in a week to help with coverage and to get um, our patients and staff the care that they needed. So at hospitals like St. Thomas Rutherford here in town, have you had a lot of nurses, a lot of doctors who have had to be out because of COVID? I'm not sure of the percentage, but we have had some, yes. And in those cases, obviously, you're, you're filling in for them, but are you also calling in nurses from other hospitals to help out? Uh, we've had a couple of travelers and contracts who have come out and help, but our team has really pulled together to help mm -hmm. each other. Um, in the beginning, it was really hard when we didn't really understand COVID in mm -hmm. isolation, but now it's been a year, and we have so much knowledge and understanding. It's not an issue as it used to be. And so, we have come a long way with COVID and um, precautions. When they have to call in a, a contract nurse or a travel nurse to come in to fill in for a week, two weeks, three weeks at a time, is it hard for that nurse to get adjusted in order to figure out, you know, which direction to head, what to do next? Or are they pretty much most of them trained in the same way so they know exactly what to do. They pick off where maybe the nurse before them left off. No, they're trained. Um, this, they usually, that is their job is to travel from state to state or city to city. So they come in, they pick up, they know what to do. They're very experienced nurses that do that, that travel. And, you know, you always hear colleges saying, you know, nursing, get a degree here because it's one of those fields where you're always going to be needed, where you can definitely get a job right after college if you graduate as a nurse. I'm curious how true that really is and how true that really is here locally in Rutherford County. Oh, nursing is a great profession to get a job. You can work anywhere in the school systems, um, factories, doctor's offices. Um, Corrections facilities, yeah. hospitals, clinics. Nursing homes, assisted livings. Yeah, there's always a need. There's always going to be a sick patient, so there's always going to be a need for a nurse. Yeah, I bet. You know, in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, growing so fast, the, the population is supposedly going to be around 500,000 residents by year 2035 or so. And I'm guessing that could actually happen sooner than what was originally projected a few years back. So 500,000 residents by 2035 or sooner. With numbers like that, do you foresee a new hospital being built? Or is there room to continue adding on to St. Thomas Rutherford here in town? 
Well, we just added on another floor um, and half of a sixth floor and then a uh, seventh floor. So we have just added on, and there is a potential to add on more um, in the future. But, yes, Rutherford County is growing, and so is our hospital, and our critical care is going to be growing. I feel like we're, we're doing the right path. So when you say St. Thomas here in town just added on, were these levels already built, or did they physically go in and, and build additional floors recently? They uh, built additional floor. Wow, okay. So I, I guess they can continue to build upwards. I, I'm curious how high, and you probably don't know how high. No. But, man, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, what What areas... I know St. Thomas Rutherford, of course, is in Murfreesboro, but what areas do you see patients come from to get help? Oh, we see them come from everywhere, different counties and even different states. We have patients who come from Kentucky, Alabama. Uh, we've even had patients come from Florida, mm -hmm. East Tennessee, West Tennessee. Um, we do get a lot of out-of-country, out-of-counties People. And us being right off of I-24 mm -hmm. and it being a major motorway, we, we do see a lot of, like, travelers, truck drivers who have had heart attacks or something on the road, um, and that kind of stuff stopped by as well. Yeah, you know, I'm curious, you know, as, you know, whenever I drive across, you know, country, across different states and all that, you always see, of course, the hospital sign on the interstate dedicating what exit to get off of. Do people really get off the interstate that often for having medical conditions? And, and what are some of the more common things that a traveler passing through will get off the exit and come to the hospital for? So we don't see them all the time. Um, the ones that come to mind for me are um, people who have had strokes or heart attacks um, and those who have diabetes that have had um, either really high blood sugars or really low blood sugars coming in um, off of the interstate. And with diabetes, you know, I've read about how if your, I guess, blood sugar level gets too low, gets too high, it'll mimic some of the signs of somebody being intoxicated. And uh, I guess their breath will even smell different when their blood sugar gets to a certain level. What, what do you see in patients like that? I mean, is it really as bizarre as it sounds that the body mimics being intoxicated in those cases? So with someone um, with a high blood sugar, you're gonna your, their breath will smell like Fruit Loops. Um, it will be very fruity smelling, especially if it's very very high. Um, they can be confused, they can be irritable, they can be lethargic and sleepy, um, and they are very sick when they come in. Um, if your sugar is too low, then a lot of times it mimics a stroke, um, not so much as toxication. So um, it, in fact, when you come in and they are ruling out um, if you have had a stroke or not, your sugar is on the list of things that has to be checked because a low blood sugar can mimic a stroke so closely that we have to rule that out first. That, that's really interesting. And then also you have those who come in because of heart attacks, and heart attacks are one of those you know big killers, I guess, for Americans. Mm -hmm. What are some of the symptoms that people come in with when they complaint of chest pain and just because it's chest pain it's not always a heart attack yes yeah, so um men tend to have more of uh, the typical symptoms that you think of chest pain arm pain jaw pain that radiates down or goes to different areas um women are uh, notorious for having like the nausea 
the um, heartburn, the vomiting. Um, they can also have the chest pain um, and the radiating, but they tend to just present a little bit differently than men. Okay. We got to take a short break, but when we come back after we get to some sponsors and then also check on the weather and the traffic situation, kind of be thinking about an interesting story that you've come across working in the ER, working in critical care, either one of you, you know, and, and, and kind of tell us how that story unfolded and, and what you saw and how it may have changed you in a way. But we're going to come right back in just a second. Time right now, 842. And with us on air this morning, we have Ashley Trout, critical care nurse, and Brandy Smith, assistant nurse manager at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. Time right now, 843. A check on that forecast right now. Occasional sunshine developing this afternoon, high in the upper 60s. Tonight, mainly cloudy. Chance of showers, low near 48. High is 66 on Wednesday. A meteorologist, Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 46. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. And if you have dreamed of a tranquil garden pond as your oasis, come see us at Animal City. We carry all the supplies you need to start a garden pond or maintain the one you already own. Here at Animal City, we have everything you need to start your own garden pond. Come see us and let our 30 years worth of experience be helpful for you. You can find Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We are broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. Time right now, 845. Time to check on that traffic. Good morning, traffic flow still moving right along here on 24, coming out of Coffee County in and through Rutherford County. Just watch your speed. Traffic still looks pretty good right now. 840s, you head over into Williamson County. Now, we did see a lot of radar over there in that area earlier. Hey, True Friends Moving Company is hiring. Call today, 240-2811, online at truefriendsmovingcompany.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or kidlinkservices.com. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. 
When we got back into California, they told us, do not wear your uniforms. Keith Redluff served in the U.S. Army. He was in Vietnam. We were veterans that had just come home. I've been called baby killer. I've been spit on. In a restaurant, people talking bad about you. Veteran Rudliff in Vietnam. Four individuals plus myself. I was a radio operator, and we had three artillery pieces that we supported the Arvins when they went out on missions. Just uh, five of us. Something happened and you get overrun, you're on your own. The help is 30, 40, maybe even an hour away. Just have to do the best you can with what you have and survive. I didn't realize until I got over there, was in the first ambush, that those people were trying to kill me. And I didn't know them. I had done nothing to them. And that's when you just have to get the mindset that it's going to be them and not me. You're one heartbeat away. That's war. Unfortunately, you try the very best to protect the person on your right and left because you know they're not going to leave you and you're not going to leave them. We're all going to come out of here together or somebody else is going to have to carry us out of here together. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Locally and veteran-owned. Fast and available 24-7. Join the Home Health VIP program at Restoration One for disaster prevention. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 848, you're tuned in to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today, May 11th. And again, we're broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Online at willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. And on air with us this morning, Ashley Trout, critical care nurse, and Brandy Smith, assistant nurse manager at St. Thomas Rutherford right here in Murfreesboro. And, of course, as we mentioned, you know, before that break, we kind of talked a little bit about how fast Rutherford County is growing and how the hospital has to really grow with the size of the community, which is no easy task because we are growing in leaps and bounds. But over the years, Ashley and Brandy, what are some of the more intriguing things you have seen and how have they changed you? I think for me, and this is Ashley, I think for me that um, I once had a patient when I first started in critical care um, that I took care of for weeks on end. Um, She was very sick. I cannot remember specifically what she came in with, but she ended up needing um, a trach to go to a facility on a ventilator. So um, that's where they put the breathing tube into your neck, and she had a a feeding tube as well. Um, And when we sent her off to um, the long-term rehab center, she was not really talking. She was not able to do anything for herself. And um, a year later, I was shopping at a Kroger, and I heard my name and turned around, and her entire family, along with the patient, was standing in the fruit and vegetable section um, with flowers for me to thank me for the care that I provided for her. 
Um, and that was a big one that really stood out to me. Wow, because you know, you hear that once a patient is put on uh, a, a trach or a ventilation, um, a feeding tube, all that stuff, you hear that often that's a bad sign that maybe they're not going to improve. And I don't know how true that really is. Probably pretty accurate, but if that's the case, it's probably pretty amazing at the same time when they do come out of it and they are able to heal. Yes, it was a very good sight for me to see after having sent her um, off to that facility and not um, looking too good or had a great outcome from that to actually see her walking around, breathing room air, and uh, celebrating with her family around Thanksgiving time. It was very, very uplifting. Have you seen cases a lot where somebody appears not to be able to make it, but then all of a sudden something happens and a, a turn is made and they are able to recover? It does happen, and we always hold out hope that that will happen, but we are also very realistic in the same set. So we are there, like Brandy said earlier, to be the patient and family members' cheerleaders, but we are also there to walk them through the most difficult times of their life and to be that honest support system as well. And Brandy, looking back, have you seen different cases that have changed you in some way? Yeah, um... I've seen lots of things that have changed me, um, different patients, different age groups, um, different scenarios, but I'd say on a personal note, um, what has changed me is in the beginning of COVID of um, April last year, my dad had a cardiac event and was here in the emergency room, and the staff there was amazing how they treated me, treated my family, even during this pandemic. He didn't die of COVID, but... um, They just took us in, um, let us have all the time we want, and that made a big difference to my family and I because it was so unexpected, and that's the way that I want to treat others Mm -hmm. is the way that I was treated and uh, my family. So it made a big impact, and that's what I preach for the new nurses when I hire new people or have new nurses that come and um, join our team. I'm like, treat somebody how you would want to. Um, your family member or your patient, your loved one treated. And just kind of remember that um, the patients and families are of the sick um, loved one are dealing with uh, stress. This is the worst time of their life, the unknown, what's going to happen. Um, so just remember that in the back of your mind, even if they're yelling at you. Um, sometimes when they get it out, they'll be okay. And, you know, they just, it's stressful. I I can imagine. And, and, you know, if I were in the medical field, I think my biggest fear would be seeing a family member, uh, a child of mine, or, you know, maybe a a close friend's children come into the hospital to get treated for who knows what, maybe after a car wreck. I I think that would really be hard, but I'm sure that happens. Oh, yeah. I have um, three adult uh, children, and uh, my oldest being 24, and um, just last year, like I had an 18 year old and that happened to pass away. And it's just a thought that goes in your mind, you know, this is somebody's child. This could be my child. Um, this could be my niece or nephew. It's scary, um, nowadays. So it's hard. It's really hard to, um, deal with that. And it's hard to see somebody, you do all you can for these patients. You work hard 12 hours and then they pass away. It's it's difficult. It takes a toll. You know, on and, a nurse. and along that same line, I'm sure 
it also scares you at times when you see a patient come in who had maybe a car wreck or a motorcycle wreck and then you hear your children say i want to get a motorcycle because that's one of those things that it seems like every teenage boy wants at some point but after you work in the hospital i'm sure that kind of changes your thoughts on motorcycle riding or being safe and buckling up in a car yeah um my kids will definitely tell you that. So um, I have a little experience in Murfreesboro. It's probably been 15 years ago where I was involved in saving a, a life of a Murfreesboro motorcycle police officer, the first one on the scene. And um, unfortunately, she did pass away. But um, from then on, I tell my kids no motorcycles, and, and, and I, I preach wear helmet and stuff like that. It is, yes, I definitely like to educate <laughs> about motorcycles you know anything involving an accident of sorts you know car motorcycle it's scary because you're talking about a huge vehicle you're talking about the weight of that vehicle and and then a human body i mean a human body is not built to withstand an auto accident or a motorcycle accident even though people do survive every single day from things like that that is true. I actually, my um, my middle son was in a car accident when he was 15, and uh, it took over 20 minutes to cut him out of the car here in Murfreesboro. And we were at Vanderbilt for a long time, and that is the worst phone call that you can get, that your child was in a car accident and on their way to being lifelighted to Nashville. Wow. Yeah, but can't then imagine. you go there in the nursing care, and nurses and doctors are awesome. Um, sometimes don't get the recognition or the praise that they deserve but it's not an easy job um you work long hours you deal with stress and then you still you know you have you go home and you deal with your daily life it's not easy and you have to bring joy you know you have to find that joy that balance that work-life balance um in your life i know we only have about two minutes left but have there been times where it has just been you know, overwhelmingly stressful to the point of you had to just call in and say, look, I, I can't, I can't be there this week or I can't be there tomorrow because you, it was just too much. Personally, I have not. Um, I want to be here. I became a nurse for a reason. I've always wanted to be a nurse. I want to be here to help the community, the patients. And I think what's helped us through this pandemic and um, the stressful times is the community. It is so nice for, or the families, to come to work and all of a sudden somebody delivers crumble cookies or um, Dunkin' Donuts or um, Donut Country Donuts, you know, or Chick-fil-A uh, lunches. The community has supported us a lot. Or just bringing us little things like sanitizer or lotion, things to keep us safe. That really has helped us through this, and it brings a smile to our face. The, you know, kids from the schools uh, sending us cards, you know, telling us that we're heroes or making videos, that brightens our day. Then know that we're making a difference, and the community, the patients, the family see it. We are the frontline staff, for sure. You know, in closing, because now I think we got a minute and a half left at this point, but in closing, what would you say to somebody out there who is thinking about going into nursing? I would say do it. It's not going to be an easy road. It is hard, but once you get finished, you finish school, you'll be so thankful. And once you have saved somebody's life or made a huge difference in somebody's 
um, family, it's just rewarding. I can't tell you how rewarding it is to know that you made a difference um, in that person's life. Again, this morning we've been talking with Brandy Smith, Assistant Nurse Manager, and Ashley Trout, Critical Care Nurse, both at St. Thomas Rutherford right here in Murfreesboro on Medical Center Parkway. Thank you both for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having us. At time right now, 8.58. You're tuned in to WGNS, and we are broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. We're going to post this entire interview on our website in just a little while. It'll be available under podcast on WGNSradio.com. We invite you to go there, share it, and listen to it again if you want to. Time right now, 8.59. Local news comes your way in just a minute. After that, a look at news around the nation with CBS. And then after all that, we've got Truman Jones on the air with The Truman Show. All of that comes your way all throughout the morning. Stay with us. Right now that time, 9 o'clock, this is WGNS. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.